0: That way this, without having you buy some random wine off of the shelf, uh, you can try all these different wines for the price of just, you know, your prize bottle basically, which is, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. If you know There is something more for you out there and you're looking to find it. Here's where you're going to get the tools and tips and tricks to figure that out. This is the surrounded by idiots radio podcast. It's Tony Dufresne, PhD, back with you again. Really good to be back. I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit late uh, this week because of the holiday stuff. It's kind of screwed me up, but I have a really fun show this time. Not that the other, not that the other ones aren't fun, hopefully, but, uh, this one, I'm going to, it's a little bit of a different take on stuff and I'm going to go through. A uh, how to throw a really fun wine party, and the reason I'm doing this is because I've been I've done this and I've thrown these wine parties for years now, and everybody absolutely loves them, and it it is a way to kind of bring the holidays together. And I I, I talk a lot about finding your tribe, and a lot about bringing the people in that you really kind of want to hang out with instead of having to go during Christmas. And like I talked to a couple of weeks ago about the holiday thing. And having to go someplace and, and hang around people that you you almost are forced to hang around a, any other day of the year, you wouldn't be over at their house. This is a great way to get a bunch of friends together uh, and friends of friends because interestingly enough, I, a lot of times at least half of the people that come to these parties are new to the party format and are just new to the whole kind of the group thing. And it is so it is so much fun, and it is so easy to put on, and and everybody loves these parties, and I and I'll show you why. So basically, it's a wine contest party. Now I'm gonna name off a number of things and materials needed, and kind of instructions on how to do this, and I'm gonna put those on the javabud.com, uh, the link on the website. If you go and you you kick into the uh, to the podcast there or uh, YouTube. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, I'll have it all listed out on the video, and then you'll be able to go and get this stuff. Materials are practically nothing. It's probably 10 bucks tops, maybe. Maybe. And uh you just have to have your place. And uh, and here here's the, the things that uh that are involved in this. There's gonna be it's kind of for a small gathering. It's for like 10 to 25 people because you don't want too many bottles of wine. Basically, what the, the whole concept is is that everybody brings. Two bottles of wine under twenty dollars, and one of them is a contest bottle. Now the contest is whatever you set it up to be. It's easier to do reds, red wine, because you don't have to refrigerate them, and I'll and you'll see why that's that would be an issue. So I've I've just done reds, and you can do the contest to and you do different vintages, which means I've done a, a couple Pinot parties, a Zin, uh, Cab. Uh, Malbec, uh, red blends, uh, uh, wines from the old world, uh, wines from Australia, and New Zealand. Also, you can do whatever you want to do. I would suggest at the beginning, if you're going to start this up, do a Pinot because Pinots kind of the easiest wine and most people like it, or a blend because a lot of people like the blend stuff. Make it make the bottles under twenty dollars, uh, and you'll see why a little bit later. And, it, and it's reasonable too because you're buying two bottles, right? Everybody has to bring two. Uh, or a couple, maybe just bring two if they, you know, split it, you know. But um, one is the contest bottle that that we're going to put in the contest. The other one is a prize bottle. And you'll see where those go. So you need about 10 to 25 people. And you're going to pick a vintage. And I would suggest red over white because you, you'll because see why because of the paper bag. 20 bucks or less in two bottles, con, uh, the uh, contest and the prize bottle, right? Here are the materials that are needed for the wine party. You're going to need, of course, the wine. This is my sample bottle for today. You're going to need uh, paper bags. Paper bags. You're going to need uh, uh, blank stickers, just like these little Avery file folder stickers, blank stickers. You're going to need uh, pens, lots of pens, at least one pen per person, as well as uh, three by five cards, at least one three by five card per person. And uh, you're going to need a thick Sharpie, like this one, just so you can so somebody can read it because you're going to put numbers on the bottles uh, you need uh, a wine opener. I had my wine opener here. As a pass bartender and server, I like the slingshot because it's super fast. Because you're going to be opening up ten to twenty bottles of wine, and in, in two wine bottle, wine openers are even better because then you can have a friend of yours when you're prepping this whole thing to help you out and it goes faster. Uh, let's see, you're going to need chips and dip, uh, or sometimes we even do desserts or have people bring stuff. And uh and we have uh we do the crock pot dip and stuff. So it's just to have some snacks there because people get hammered if they t- if they don't eat super hammered at these things. Uh, they can. Uh Oyster crackers are a necessity and get those little plastic bowls or if you have little ramekins or just little bowls because you're going to need to put the oyster crackers at every tasting station sort of as a palate cleanser. Uh, you're going to need bottles of water. Usually I get the small ones because people don't usually drink all the big ones or they uh, leave them. Places, So you get the small plastic uh, bottles of water and uh, you're going to need a couple starter bottles because when people arrive for the party, they're going to be milling around and stuff. And and as much as you tell everybody and you're going to have to do this, that, the, that it's a contest and it starts at a certain time, people are on their own time. I have uh, a number of people that I call it, you know, whatever their name is, time, because they kind of arrive when they want to or when they can. So you see, you, you, you try to stress the fact that they've got to get there at, at the latest. I usually start about seven. Seven's a good time. And so, but sometimes they won't. And so you need a couple starter bottles to just be open to people, have little sips and to kind of get into the mood and stuff. And uh, wine glasses, of course, got my wine glasses. The wine glasses, I would suggest not using the plastic ones. I And I've been to a couple parties where they had the plastic when I, because this is, I would love to say this is my idea. It's not. I just, I learned this a long time ago and I thought it was so great. I just continued on the, the process, but I bought, I went to Ikea and, uh, or actually my buddy went to Ikea and, uh, bought a whole bunch of these just basic wine glasses. They're super cheap, or if you can find them for a couple bucks each, which you can around a lot of places, then you can get a whole bunch. You can put them underneath or someplace and then you can break them out. Cause you're going to need, you know, if you got 20 people, they're going to need at least 20 glasses because people aren't going to bring their own glasses. So you got to have some wine glasses And uh, let's see, you got starter bottles, i got that. You're going to need a box or a wine carrier because the prize bottles will go to the first, the second, and the third place winners. And uh, third place winner gets one bottle, but the other ones get multiple. And to help them carry them out, you're going to need at least a box or one of those little wine carrier tote things. So you can give that to them as they take their prize bottles. And uh, and then wine party music. Got to have some music. I would suggest... Uh, and depending upon what your age grouping is that you are having at the party, uh, you know what works good is uh, like Frank, like Frank Sinatra stuff, rat pack stuff, uh, kind of a cool, not not too cool jazzy part. I mean, I, I like like Oscar Peterson, garaldi old school kind of jazzy stuff, just background stuff. Uh, so it doesn't interrupt anything, but it's still kind of cool to listen to. That's always worked at all the parties. Uh, of course, you have to have a place to have it. And uh, I have had about seventy five percent of the parties here at at my place or at my old place and uh, and then other people have hosted it. Just make sure you have enough room and I don't have a very big place here in Scottsdale and it's uh probably you know twelve or thirteen hundred square feet or something and but it's got room it's got a big room so you can have at least you need at least two to three stations. Uh, different stations, wine tasting stations, because you want to spread people out. You don't want them all around this big table in the kitchen because that's kind of waste the whole space in the whole area. You want to throw them in. I mean, uh, a couple times I actually put a wine tasting in the second bedroom. So they had to go into the second bedroom. They had its own music going on and the whole bit. So it kind of worked, but it was a hassle to set up. So I stopped doing that. And I've actually done it on the patio when it's warm here in Scottsdale, which is about 364 days out of the year. Uh but sometimes it does get a little cold and we bring it in. But at least three stations to spread people out. All right. So those are the that's the materials and kind of the setup. Uh, and what you're gonna do is you're gonna have um two people that are gonna be the organizers. Usually it's myself and a buddy of mine, or even my daughter, would help me out. And we're gonna be the ones that are going to be as people come in. It's, it gets very chaotic very quickly, but as they come in, I'm in charge of, of the contest bottle. So I ask everybody when they come in, Hey, let me have your contest bottle. I take a look at it and you immediately have to put the sticker, this little sticker here on the back of the bottle, just how it just the back of the bottle and put their and write their name, write their name on that sticker. So, you know, who brought what. Uh, because it gets really confusing really quickly when four or five people are coming in at the same time and they're all giving you bottles so make sure that you really have to focus on on getting that done because there's been some mishaps so that and that's that's the one kind of the step that uh that is really super important in this so you keep things flowing and then uh the second person involved in the organizing would take the the prize bottle and they would put it to the side and they would say hey to them and they would kind of to direct them over to the appetizers or the water or whatever, and so and so, what I would do is, it, being the organizer of the contest bottles, I would take their bottle, I would put the label on the back and write their name. Then I would uh, uh, cut the foil off, which is which you have to do right then and there. So you then cut the foil off the top, just so there's an exposed ring around the top, so you can open it later. Do not open it at that point. Just cut the foil off you got to wrap up the bottle in the paper bag. So you take your paper bag, and most of the time, the bottles are pretty uniform in size, fairly, or, or shape. There was one time when somebody brought one in, and the bottle was super funky. It was like some Italian thing, some crazy-ass weird like globe oval thing, which kind of blew because everybody knew what it was. But most of the time, bottles are bottles, right? I mean, there's little variations here and there, but you can't tell once you get the, the, the sack on. So, you put it, you put the bottle in the paper bag like this. And what's going to happen is most of the time there's going to be some space up here where it's going to be exposed. And you don't want to have anything exposed up into the rim because sometimes you can tell what bottle's what by the color, like around here, like the red around here, or if it's purple, or if there's designs or what. So, you take the paper bag and got around the bottle. You twist the paper bag so it's nice and tight against the bottle like this. So, you twist it. Then, you grab your duct tape and I, and this, it's going to not look the greatest uh, with the silver duct tape. I tried it with a different duct tape. I found um, like green and I found the like the rose color or the champagne color, or whatever it was. Uh, then people were just get hassling me for <laughs> using different colors of duct tape. So I said, all right, then fuck you. I'll just go back to the original duct tape. So that's what I did. So you take the original duct tape or the duct tape and then you just take your strips off uh, and then you wrap it the same way I kind of did the bottle here. You just wrap it around till the duct tape's all the way up to the top. So you can't see any of the color around the rim of the bottle. Okay. So you just see really just the very, very top of the cork. That's all you're going to see once you get the duct tape on. So make sure that's all on there. And then your bottle is, then you take this and you do not open it yet. And what you do is you just put it down over here where all the other bottles are. And, and so as you so you do that every time somebody comes in, you take it, you put their name on it. You, uh, you take the foil off the top, you wrap it up, you tape it up, and then you put all those wrapped up bottles in one place off to the side. All right. So don't open it yet, though. That's that's a key. And one thing that for some reason, at least one time, I open the stupid bottle up ahead of time because I get all, all flustered because there's a million people coming in. All right. So once the bottles are all there, then you then they're all off to the side. Let's say they're all, you know, you got probably, usually I have at least 15 bottles of wine all in one area because I, because usually when you, when you get a bottle in the first one that comes in, you put it to the back. Uh, what I like to do is I like to just take them and just randomly move them around. Now I can't tell what's what now because I have no number on them and they're all taped up. So I have no idea which one's which, and I kind of move them around and move them around. And then I actually kind of turn my head and I have I have my buddy move them around a little bit because everybody thinks, well, you're moving them around, but you know which one's yours, because of course I'm in the contest. I've only won once, by the way, out of like ten times, uh, so there's no there's no there's no fix in. So I have him move some stuff around just in case uh, everybody thinks that I'm you know trying to fix this thing. And then uh, then now they're all like all over the place. Now what you do is you take the big sharpie. And you start numbering them randomly, one through whatever. If it's 15 bottles, it's one through 15. And you number all the bottles. I like to number them twice. Uh, like, you know, once, once here. And then I'll flip it over like once here. Uh, just, just in case you, if it spills on there or if it gets ruffled or something, it's hard to read the number. So I do, I put it on book and big enough to where people can read it, even with the eyeglass stuff. So you, um, put the numbers on and then you then you open the bottles up and this is where it's really uh, it, it's really great to have you and somebody else if there's at least two people to, to open up the bottles that's that makes it so much faster because you're literally you've got 15 or 20 bottles of wine you you have to open up so they're all wrapped they're all taped and they're all numbered and they're randomly numbered, right they're one through whatever But I don't I don't know who what the hell the bottle is, and neither does anybody else. And now we're all opening them up. Open them up, open them up. And we just keep them in the same area and you open them all up. Then now that you have them open up, you take you and your buddy or whoever's helping you, and you get one more person at least if you have three stations. And you take the bottles, and if there are sixteen bottles, you're going to do four, four, and four at the three different stations. Just split them up to where you have you know enough bottles that you know people will be able to hang out at each of the different stations for a few minutes, and then compare all of the different bottles at the stations and whatnot. So have it at least you know split it up how you want it. And, and then uh, you take some over and so put the bottles out at the stations and make sure at the stations, there's uh, I usually don't put the water there. They can get their own, but I'll put the little thing of oyster crackers for palate cleansing. So if they want to, you know, do so, cause it's a lot of wine and there's a lot of tasting going on and it's really important to, and I, I gotta be honest with you. It's not like we're all a bunch of wine snobs or anything. We, you know, we like what we like. It's probably the same as you, right? That's what we're doing. You know, bottles under 20 bucks. But it it does make it does make a big difference if you get a chance to kind of refresh yourself because there is so if you're tasting 16 bottles, you know it kind of blends into each other unless you take a little break and wash your mouth out or have some oyster crackers. So do that. Then after that's done, come back to where you were and you're going to have all the three by five cards and you're going to have all the pens, at least one pen per person. Remember, so you hand out one three by five card and one pen per person. Have them put their name on it. And then on the front of the card, they're going to put the number, they're going to put number, the wine number, the bottle numbers. So if there's 15 bottles, they're going to put 15, one through 15 on the front of the card. Okay. They're going to put it there. Then now they have their card. Now they have their pen. The wine's set out. Uh, make sure they all have a wine glass. I don't mark the wine glasses because if you can't keep track of your own damn wine glass and you shouldn't be at an adult party. Okay. I mean, some people put those little rings and shit on the bottom, but come on, really? So they all have their wine glasses, and and uh, and then I'm like, okay, here we go. This is what you need to do. You go to each bottle of wine. If the bottle number is seven, you go there. You take a little taste, and you know what a taste is, a wine taste. Have you ever been to wine tasting before? If you have, you know. When they pour, it's like an ounce, and an ounce in a wine glass is like, like right there, maybe, right? Because it's like five. I think five ounces is about right there. So it's about one ounce is about right there, give or take, because that's all you need. I'm telling you. You think, oh, just now a little here and there and stuff. You do that and you go through like 15 bottles a couple times. Do the math on that. That's 30 ounces of wine. So you got to take it easy at the beginning. <laughs> One guy, uh, a, a friend of my, a friend of my daughter's uh, was here. Uh, Valentine, if he's listening, he's, yeah, I love it. He's a great guy. And he, <laughs> it was his first wine party. And he's uh he, he's rolling through it, and it was probably the second or third uh, glass of, that he had. And I'm looking over, and I see his pour, and his pour is like a fucking five ounce pour. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, oh, what? I just kind of... I go, okay, hold on a second. I'm sorry, I didn't explain it. First of all, he was super hammered to the part where people could have painted on his face at the end. The only reason people didn't is because I stopped doing it. Uh. And then and and the second thing is, is that if you do take that much, there might not be enough wine left for everybody else. If you you also do the math on on the bottle, I think the bottles are what, 24 and a half or whatever. I totally forget. But if you have more than 20 or so people there, everybody has to. I mean, that's only like like one time through maybe. And I know that some of the popular wines, because sometimes you find out really soon how, you know, which ones people really like. They'll go back again or they'll take a couple at the same time and it'll run out. Uh, and I haven't had the fat, the, I haven't had it to where it's ran out before everybody's tried it, but it's run out like right after. So make, take uh, small pours and you just go to, if it's like wine number seven, you take a one ounce pour, you do your thing, you take your taste and then you rank them and you can rank them however you want. I rank one to 10 and then I write some small notes down, especially if I like the wine, because what I want to do is at the end of the day, at the end of the party, i I want to go back and find out what if I really like number seven and I gave it a nine and a half and I put down, you know, it's got it. I I think it's 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 mellow or it's full body or whatever. However, you want to explain how it tastes, you know, vanilla notes, chocolate notes, whatever. If I really like it, I want to buy it. Right. Because that's the whole that's one of the points of doing this whole thing is, is discovering new wines in your price range. And 20 or under is everybody's price range. I don't care how much you make. So that's what I would do, and that, and then I would I would, you know, make my notes and stuff, and then I would go and try the other one, try the other one. And so I'm going all the way through, 1 through 15. You, know, you just go just and you make notes, you try it, you get some oyster crackers, and you're having a great time. And you roll through that, and you rate it, and then when you're done, when the people are done, you say, all right, if you're done, turn the card over to the blank side and put number one, number two, and number three. And then, and which one was your first place wine? Which one would you rank first? Which one would you rank second? Which one would you rank third? So if I like number seven first, I like number three second, and I like number 14 third, that's what I would put on the back of the card. Remember, you got to put, they got to have to put their name on the card. Then they would hand the card to me after they made their selections or one first, second, third place. I would collect all of the cards and then I would, I'm making notes here. I would collect all the cards and then I have to score the cards and the scoring is done by two people just to make sure there's no funny business going on or people are, you know, think you trust the fact that you're doing it. So what I would do is I would have all of the cards and to the side, to the side where it's the first, second, third, I'd have a buddy of mine read to me which one was first, which one was second, which one was third. I'd have a scorecard. On the back of another three by five, and I would just put, you know, wines one through fifteen. And every single time that he uh, he announced what the first place winner was, I would give it three points, you know, one, two, three. And then, uh, and and second place would get two points, one, two. And then third place would get one. And that's how I would go through and ran, and score all of the wines. Now, once the scoring's done, add it up. Have my buddy add it up too, just to make sure we're on the same page. And then we take all of the wines and we add because they're all going to have certain numbers of votes or points on the votes. And I'm going to and I'm to take all those fifteen wines and I'm going to line them up on the counter usually in the in the uh, the order at which they won. So I'm going to put the first place, you know, first and second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way down to fifteen. <laughs> because actually, it's kind of fun to reveal the last place bottle. It, it, it's a bit of rite of passage for a lot of people. To find out that they got the last place, which I've not done yet, I got second to the last. And actually, um, uh, uh, short story: there was one wine, uh, one one contest that we put a ringer in. And uh, remember, I told you it was like twenty up to twenty bucks a bottle. We put a bottle in that was like sixty, seventy dollars. I think it was a Zen party, but I can't re- recall. And it and it was a you know it's supposed to be a top rated you know wine spectator blah 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 65 five dollar bottle of wine whatever just to see how it would work. And uh, it got second to the last. So go figure. And funny enough, we've actually had people come in with two of the same contest bottles. Two. Exactly the same. Exact same year. Exactly the same minute. You know, just the the same exact thing. And they scored differently. So, you know, go figure on that, too. It's, It's the weirdest thing, but it's so fun to see how that works. I mean, we had one that got third place and one that got almost last in, in one wine party. So it's so cool. I mean, why? I don't know who, who the hell knows why. All right. So we line up all the wine bottles once we score them and we have the winners and then we just do the reveal and make sure when you do the reveal, cause you're going, okay, everybody here it is first place winner. And when you, when you do the reveal, make sure you keep, cause you're going to rip the paper off of the, off of the bottle. Try to kind of rip from the bottom So the number stays intact because so afterwards you can keep the bot, the number on the bottle so people know which one it is when they come up to the counter later after all the reveals done and they can see which one they like and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I do. Then I go first, second, third, and then, um, and then I do the rest and then I'll do last place because it's always fun to do that. Then I, I say, okay, everybody, you know, just, uh, thanks. The winners come up and everybody else, you know, please finish the rest or have some appetizers. Just enjoy yourself. And, Usually it takes if you start at seven o'clock, you're done like by nine, nine thirty, maybe of all this. May, maybe maybe not even that. Like I think we're you know, probably eight thirty or nine in some cases uh, with a bunch of drunks <laughs> powering through the wine tasting. But that's what's so cool about it, too, because it's not an all nighter thing. It's it's a good part of time after dinner and you get some light snacks and you have your wine and you enjoy yourselves and you, and you get home before two o'clock in the morning. Cause nothing good happens at two o'clock. So you do the reveal. Uh, and then you, and then when the, um, when the first place comes up, the first, the contest winners, the first place gets 60% of the prize bottles. So if you have, you know, 10 prize bottles, if there's only 10 wines in the contest, you have 10 prize bottles, then they'll get six of the wine and they get to choose first. So the first place winner gets 60% of the wine bottles. They get to choose first. They choose the six, the second place winner gets up and gets to choose three at 30%. So they'll, they'll choose three bottles, whatever they want. And then the last, the the third place winner will get the, the remaining prize bottle. So they all get at least, you know, at least even the third place gets at least a bottle back. And that's how it is. And that's, that's the wine party in a nutshell it is a blast. It is so much fun. the 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 advantages of the party outside are even more so than what I've already talked about in terms of it being just just a fucking blast. There's never a dull moment at all. You know, some some parties you get there, and especially if you have people that don't, you know, you've got different worlds colliding, and and nobody, you think that they know them because you know them both, but they don't. And then there's an issue with them. Somebody might be sitting there just, you know, twiddling their thumbs because they don't have anybody to talk to. Blah blah blah. This thing is engaging and everybody's focused on the wine and they love comparing notes. Everybody compares notes. Oh, this and this. I mean, instant stranger, you know, icebreaker. Because you because they're all and all they're all different stations and they're all talking to each other and bouncing around and, you, and then you get you get a couple full glasses of wine in you after after about halfway through the tasting loosens up a little bit everybody gets a little more chatty it is an absolute blast there has never been a bad wine party like ever that i've that i've thrown or that i've been to they've all been so much fun the um. The second advantage of the party is it exposes you to a lot of wine that you may not have have uh, drank before. And if you're like me, you can go to the uh, the Bevmo's or you can go to uh, all the big like wine. But there's Lee's Discount out in Vegas. I don't know if that. I think that's right. but someplace like that, big wine warehouses or even to the store or even a Costco. And you look around and you think, well, this, this wine's, you know, 15 bucks or something, but is it any good? I don't know. I mean, wine spectator says it's a 91, but who gives a shit about that? Have you, I've had plenty of wine that's rated at 93 that I didn't like at all. So that, that way, this, without having you buy some random wine off of the shelf, uh, you can try all these different wines for the price of just, you know, your prize bottle basically, which is, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. I would suggest staying in the fifteen dollar range. Actually, um, the third, and I'll tell you why in a second. The, thir- the third advantage of it is you get a kick-ass buzz. You, it, it's a good buzz, and you know it's nice food, it's good conversation, it's good stuff. It uh, the the last thing I want to say about this, and I ho- I really hope you try this because it's really easy to put together. It's a bunch of fun. Everybody has the best time, and it's it's really no nonsense. You don't have to, you know, go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff. You don't have to do a whole. You really don't. You just get a bunch of people together. It doesn't have to be super dress up, and uh, you just have a bunch of fun. And everybody's home by eleven. I mean, uh, is that like a win-win? Now, the the little trick is this: I'm going to tell you, which which is fascinating to me. Remember, I told you about the Ringer wine that got on like second to the last out of the ten or so parties that I've done or organized or been to uh, most of the time, the winners are like the $9 bottles. I think uh, little black dress one, one year uh, there was uh, Oh God, there was another one it was so bad. Uh, what's the one with a rooster on it? I can't remember. It was just, it's just, it's just not good. This is just, just, if you look at it, you're like, that's the bottom. I always call it the bottom shelf wine, because if you go into the store, those are the ones down there, the 799 99ers or the 6.99s. the one on the, you know, the Mark West's of the world, by the way, not a fan, uh, but, uh, you know, down there on the, on the very bottom shelf. But I'm telling you a lot of times those ones end up being the winner because The thing that I've noticed is is that especially with people that come to these parties, because myself as well as most other people that come to these, we're not wine experts. We just, again, we just like what we like, and we like something that tastes good, and we like something that finishes well, and and is not bitter, is not. It doesn't have to be super complex. You know, we're not psalms, and even if you are, if you have to look at it in context, right? This is just a party, and there's there's 15 other wines. (laughs) Probably six or seven or eight of them are like seven dollar wines so you're gonna so it's gonna be a big mix so I would suggest if you have something that you that you like that has a lot of have a lot of good flavor and and fruit forward too i would suggest because most of the time the wines that win are the fruit forward wines not the complicated oaky you know all that or earthy oaky wines just to give you a heads up on that uh for the reds uh, the whites I caught and the reason why again now I'm gonna bring back the reason why I don't do whites is if you refrigerate them or try to stick the the paper will um, dissolve. So I I'm, I'm thinking you could probably get some, you know, plastic bag over it and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not a white a white wine drinker, so I don't I don't want to go through the hassle of doing that. I would rather just do reds and keep doing them and have fun with them. So that's why I do that. Uh, if you want to do whites, you can certainly do that. We actually tried to do a scotch party as well, but we got super hammered. <laughs> and we only tasted like five or six of the scotches. So, the, and, and a lot of times there's a lot of people that don't particularly go for the dark alcohol and wine is more universally liked. So that's, it seems to be, and there's, there's typically at least one or two people there that don't even drink wine. They just drink beer. I always have a, you know, six or 12 pack of something decent in, in the fridge. And so they can kind of hang out and do their thing while, and you know, while they drive their drunk spouse home later on. So that's the wine party. I'm going to post all this information. I'm going to list it out on the YouTube video. I will list it out and then I'll put it in the show notes, but uh try it. Uh, people will have the best time and you'll, and they'll be fired up for it. You just have to give them a few weeks notice. And if you want to do it over the, over this December, uh, it it's, it's great up until like the, th- you got like two weeks, you got a two week window. So if you jump on this now and it sounds really cool and you get a few of your friends together and they want, you guys kind of want to kind of work this together, do it like next week or like really close to it. Because once it gets towards the middle of December, you're kind of screwed until like February. Uh, but uh, I have found that, uh, springtime, and um, kind of around the October, autumn-ish, October-ish, those are kind of the best times to do it because more people are around and uh, they're available to do it. You know, and a lot of times when you get close to the holidays, again, people are traveling and so they won't be around. So I hope that works for you. I, I had, I had fun sharing this. Uh, we're going to do one again, probably in February. We couldn't get around to it, uh, this holiday season, but, uh, we're going to do one like as, as the new year comes around. So hope things are good. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. If you have any questions on this, uh, get back to me at tony at javabud.com. Remember this is on YouTube and it's also on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. And, uh, you can, um, if you have any questions, comments or concerns, uh, get a hold of me. And you can always go to javabud.com too to listen to anything else that I have uh, you can go to YouTube to see any of the videos and uh, my stuff is just there to help you I don't I'm, I'm not pitching anything I'm working on an online course but that's not that's not what we're doing here all I'm doing is sharing and creating some, trying to create some value for you so I hope things are good and I will uh, talk to you soon.